It's that time, the Betting Predators Podcast, where our main objective is hunting down the best bets for you. I'm your host, Sleepy J. You guys can find me on Twitter at SleepyJ underscore pregame. Joined here by stats and analytics expert Dan Rivera. You guys can find him on Twitter as well at Dan Rivera228. And I also got Jay Smoove in the house, grinder of all sports. You guys can find him at Smoove underscore 702. And you can find us all on the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. All right, guys, here we go. NFL Week 5 this is the other half of our big podcast. Uh, we're going to go ahead. We're going to cover two, four, six, seven games for you. Uh, this will be a rapid-fire podcast for this week. Uh, one of the main reasons, we don't have a whole lot of wagers that we like with the games that we have left. Uncle Dave and Steve, uh, they stole a lot of the good games where we felt like you know, we had a lot of wagers in there. So this will be a little bit quicker this week than it has been in the last four weeks. But, Dan, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to start out here with the Lions and the Vikings. Vikings right now, current line on this one, minus nine. We have a total of 49 and a half. Dan, I'll go ahead. I'll throw it to you first. How are you feeling about the Lions and Vikings game? I'll lean Vikings at minus nine. There was some minus seven earlier in the week, and that was the time to take the Vikings. This is a Lions team losing another key player. This week, Frank Ragno, their center, went to IR. TJ Hawkinson, their only real weapon on offense right now. Has a bum knee. He didn't play today, so that's a guy you got to monitor because they're just running out of offensive talent. The Vikings are coming off that loss, and actually, Sleepy, it makes me like the Vikings this week for Survivor or one of the Survivor teams. So if you listeners are doing Survivor, the Vikings are a good circle option. If the Vikings want any chance of going to the playoffs, going 1-4 and four versus 2-3 and three is a night and day difference. If you go 2-3, and three, the players are still motivated and still coming to work and still tr- trying. But 1-4, and four, are you really putting in max effort anymore? I'm not really sure. They have some close losses, and the Vikings can't afford any more losses at this point. To me, the Vikings seem like a good bounce-back spot. There are some minus 8.5s out there, so if you can get minus 8.5, you can use a 6-point teaser to get it under 3. So I'll just lean Vikings here. I think a lot of people are probably going to end up putting the Vikings in teasers and in Survivor. But what gives me a little bit of pause here is the fact that Minnesota really hasn't gotten it going yet. They're not a team that I fully think are, are you know, just dialed in and, and got it going here. And the Lions are scrappy. And, you know, I'm looking for teaser options and stuff like that, you know, throughout the week. And I keep looking at the Vikings. And it was like, and the only thing that keeps coming up is that, you know, this could be that game that the Lions go ahead and win and the Vikings turn up and they and they look like crap again. The only thing that really supports the Vikings right now, you know, in my opinion, is the fact that the market is heavily moving in their in their in their direction. You know, minus nine. Uh, there's some minus nine and a half out there. So uh, there's money coming in, as you had mentioned there, Dan, some key injuries for the Lions. Me personally, I'm just going to avoid the Vikings because I just keep having that red flag. Stay away from, stay away from. So that's what I'm going to go ahead and do. Let's go over to the Dolphins at the Buccaneers. Buccaneers are going to be laying a big number here too. Uh, Bucks minus 10, total 48. Smooth, I'll go ahead and throw it over to you first. How are you feeling about the Dolphins and the Bucks? I would lean to, to the, towards the total and look towards playing the over here. Um, spread's a little bit too big for me to get involved, considering how um, how much of a bad start the Bucks defense has gotten off to. And when you look at all the injuries that they've suffered over the last couple of weeks, especially to their secondary, I know they just signed you know Richard Sherman uh, about a week and a half ago, and you know he came out and stated that he needed a couple weeks just to get in you know some type of 
some type of game shape and he was thrown right into the fire, you know, right away in their game last week against New England. And, you know, he was attacked, you know, uh, a lot throughout the game by a rookie quarterback. And we haven't, you know, really seen that happen a lot towards uh, Richard Sherman, who's, you know, one of the, you know, one of the best quarter cornerbacks in this era. So I think, you know, just with a lot of injuries to, you know, the Bucks, you know, secondary and how they can be explosive on offense with the passing game. Um, you know, I see them putting up points and then I also see the opportunity for the Dolphins, you know, to put up some points and move the ball as well, you know, take some shots downfield, but mainly uh, moving the ball on the ground, you know, for them. Um, they don't look to air it out too much with Jacoby Brissett. They look to, you know, take their chances when they're there. So um, I think the Bucks, you know, like I said, I think they'll give up some points and uh, the Dolphins, they don't have, you know, enough of a, a elite defense to keep that Bucks offense under control. So I'll look to, I'll look to lean uh, on the, on the over. I'm pretty strong here. Smooth on the under. Uh, I did a podcast with Mackenzie Rivers for the Thursday night podcast. And we talked a little bit about this game. You know, my thinking smooth was that right now, the liability for Tampa is that secondary. And do they trust Brissett to go on the road? And throw the football. I probably don't believe that they do, but I also don't believe Brissett actually can throw the football. Uh, what's he been averaging? You know, 165, 170 yards a game. Uh, that worries me. I feel like maybe they try to come into this game and just play close to the vest and see if Tampa can make mistakes, which isn't going to be easy to do. And I believe that I like the travel situation for Miami. It's just you know, it's a short trip up the road there. But I believe that that defense has to step up for this particular game because their offense isn't putting enough points on the board. I mean, look at last week. They put 17 points on the board uh, at home. So they ha- they have to rely on that defense. And with Gronk banged up, uh, Tampa's offense has been sputtering just a little bit uh, over the last week or two. So for me, it would be the under. I really like that at 48 and a half. Uh, it's down to 48. I think that number continues to fall, opened up at 49 and a half. So uh, money has continuously come in on the under, and it's not that I want to go ahead and say that you're wrong there, Smooth, but I just feel maybe game script-wise, situation-wise, um, that I don't see Miami going out there and just tearing it loose, and um, one of the reasons being is because they, they might not trust Brissett to go ahead and throw the football. So I see your point, I see my point, and maybe you know I'll, I could decrease my bet a little bit more uh, for that particular game. As far as the side's concerned, I know Miami, and when you're giving that team like double digits, they they could they could win outright. Um, and it's crazy to think that they could beat the Bucks, but um, you know that Miami team's scrappy, and they they pull games out a lot of times that uh, you don't expect them to win. Let's jump over to Eagles at the Panthers. Panthers going to be minus three and a half, total forty five. Dan, I'll go ahead. I'll throw it over to you for the Eagles and Panthers. I'll let you have first crack at this one. What are you thinking? I'll lean Panthers here. My issue with the Panthers right now is I want to see them play a very good second half. If you look at the box score last week in that Cowboys game, the Panthers were actually up 14-13 going into the half, but the Cowboys went on a giant run and the Panthers started scoring some garbage time points or some points where they were just down and the Cowboys really weren't full effort anymore because the game was out of reach. So it was skewing the results. The Eagles themselves put up a bunch of yards last week against the Chiefs, but everyone knows the Chiefs give up a lot of points and a lot of yards. 
So I'll just lean Panthers for now because they have the better defense, the better QB, and the better coach. So I'll lean Panthers this week at minus three and a half. If we somehow get a minus three, then I'll bet it. This Eagles team is getting more and more confusing as the weeks go by. Go back to the week before the Chiefs game. They, I mean, they look lost. And then they go and they play the Chiefs. And, you know, the Eagles offense seem to, you know, seem to wake up again. Uh, they haven't run the football a whole lot. And I that might maybe that won't be a problem for them here because, you know, the Panthers have a very good run defense. And if the Eagles aren't running a whole lot and they're just, you know, relying more and more on the pass, well, uh, I believe that the Panthers could be had, you know, in the passing attack far more than the rushing attack. But I don't know what Philly team's going to show up. I don't know if it's the, the good Philly offense or the bad Philly offense. Uh, I believe the defense is, you know, right now is, is average. And I think that that's, you know, pretty fair. As far as the Panthers are concerned, they're going to be at home. You know, they do have a three and one record. They're coming off of a loss, you know, against Dallas where they gave up a lot of points. So uh, they got to go ahead. They got to clean things up here. I would probably consider maybe teasing up Philly. But what gives me pause with that, um, again, is I don't know what offense is going to show up. But I don't see how Philadelphia probably covers a tease maybe in the other direction, which, you know, we we, we don't like to go ahead and tease through zero. But I don't see how the Eagles probably win this game by four or more points. So um, maybe if this line drops down closer to game day, you know, we could go ahead and maybe look at teasing the Panthers. And look, teasing through zero is not, you know, the greatest thing to do. But I'm just giving out a wager as far as this game's concerned. If you guys are looking for something to bet, um, maybe that's an option. Uh, certainly there will be player props that we can go ahead and consider. And I will say this, that. This total, if the bad Philly offense shows up, and I think you'll see that right early in the game, um, maybe we look at the under in this particular game because I'm not sure that the Panthers' offense is super-duper strong. And one thing that Philly has done rather well throughout the season, um, they've been pretty good at slowing down your number one wide receiver. Uh, didn't look all that good last week against Tyreek Hill, but again, that's Tyreek Hill. And Donald has been throwing the ball to DJ Moore a lot. So if Philly goes ahead and they lock him down, now you're looking at Darnold trying to beat you with other guys like Robbie Anderson, you know, Chubba Hubbard, uh, players like that. So maybe we'll see a lower scoring game, but uh, I'll probably end up live betting that and just making a couple prop wagers before um, that game kicks off. Let's jump over to the Patriots at the Texans. Texans going to be plus nine here, 39 and a half. Houston will be rested. Patriots coming off of a, uh, you know, an emotional loss in a game that uh, had the guy not hit the crossbar. Uh, that probably goes through the uprights and they probably end up, you know, winning that game or, you know, leaving Tom Brady with very little time to go down and drive, you know, in the rain to, to go and get a win there. But smooth, I'll throw it over to you. Patriots, Texans, again, Texans plus nine at home, low total, 39 and a half. What are you thinking? Yeah, I would lean towards the uh, Texans, um, but I don't really have a a play in it or any action in this matchup, but if I did, it would be, it would be with Houston. Um, I was on them last week against Buffalo, and they just got embarrassed, um, losing forty to nothing, or getting seventeen points. And I think a lot had it, uh, the weather threw them off, you know, with the rookie quarterback out there against Buffalo, who looks like you know they could be one of the two, three best teams in the league right now um, against Josh Allen. But I don't see anything, you know, from this Patriots offense as far as being explosive and putting up points that's you know worthy of them being you know such a uh, laying such a big number with a high, with a low total, um, so I think Houston I have a better chance of staying within the number here. Um, so I would I would lean that way with the Texans. 
it's just tough to trust in that quarterback right now, uh, especially going up against somebody like Belichick. Maybe the under is the way to go because I had the Texans. I had them rated as the worst defense in the league coming into the year, and I can clearly tell you that I was wrong with that. Um, they're not the worst, but you know they're they're probably not you know outside of the top twenty. I'll have to look at my defensive rankings. I believe I might have them like twenty fourth or twenty fifth somewhere in that area. Maybe it is an under game. I don't know. Maybe that's why that number is so low. But it's tough, you know, in today's NFL playing, you know, playing unders that you know that are in the thirties. We just, you know, we typically don't see those numbers anymore. Uh, a couple of flags and you know blows up your whole situation. Uh, for me, I'll probably end up passing that game. Look at props, obviously, for that one. Let's jump over to the Bears at the Raiders. Uh, Raiders going to be minus five and a half here. Total 44. News came out today. Nagy has announced that Justin Fields will be uh, the starting quarterback going ahead. Uh, as I said last week, you know, going into that game, I felt like he had to start Justin Fields. Um, like Give credit where credit's due. You know, they won the game. Fields went out. Uh, he did what he had to do to not, you know, just go out there and look, you know, get sacked nine times, things like that. Um, you know, the Bears got to win. We'll see how they do in, at the Raiders stadium, though. I believe that the Raiders are going to be primed and ready for this one. Um, that team was rolling and coming off of a loss. Uh, I believe they're going to be extra motivated for this particular game. You know, one of the things that worries me about fields in this particular game, and I'll tell you that this is actually for real, and we might not have noticed it coming into this year, but the Raiders have a real pass rush that causes a lot of freaking problems because Justin Herbert, although he went out and had four touchdowns, that Raiders defensive line was all over him that entire game. And Herbert made those passes count. You know, a lot of them were, you know, dump offs to the tight ends to cook and those guys just got loose and they took off. But that Raiders pass rush is for real. And if that Bears, def- if that Bears offensive line, you know, struggles and they're going to end up struggling like they did against Cleveland, I worry that this game could get uh, away from the Bears in a major way. Uh, I would I would favor the Raiders in this one. I would bet them at five and a half. This could have that potential. Uh, let's make up for last week kind of feeling with the Raiders that the that the undefeated season's out the window, and they might go in here and try to put a real beating on the Bears. And one thing that I haven't been able to determine yet is how hard is it to win in Las Vegas? I believe that. You know, a lot of people think that the the crowd support for uh, the Raiders is going to be down at their particular stadium because it's such a transient town. And I do know this about Las Vegas and Smooth probably, you know, will will be able to to go ahead and and echo exactly what I'm going to say. There are a lot of people from freaking Chicago that live in Las Vegas that that, that live there uh, at some point or another. So I'm guessing that the Bears crowd will actually be, you know, it'll be pretty big probably for the Raiders game. But I just feel like there's something going on with with teams having to go there to play. Um, they just don't play all that well. And look, it's new. You know, it's new to all these teams. So uh, I, I'm going to favor the Raiders here, minus a five and a half. I feel good with that. Uh, no feeling on the total whatsoever. Smooth, I'll let you go ahead. How are you feeling about that game? Yeah, Sleepy, I'm actually on the opposite side here. Uh, this is one of the games that I liked, you know, this week. And I grabbed the Bears plus five and a half with the points. And I bet it pretty early. Um, this morning before the news came out that Justin Fields was going to be the starting moving forward. But I kind of felt that way that he would be named the starter, at least for this week, coming off of the game that he had, um, you know, last week getting a win against the Lions. So I thought it would be pretty difficult for Matt Nagy to to go to anybody but Fields, seeing that he played a lot better and the game plan, you know, around his skill set 
um, you know, showed to be a lot better, you know, that week. And, you know, the veterans in that locker room are really behind him and really want to really want him out there. So I just thought it would have been tough, you know, going going with anybody but Fields. But, you know, you know, in the first month, you know, the of the season so far with the Raiders, um, in a few of those games, you know, they was down, you know, uh, two touchdowns and including last week against the Chargers, who, um, you know, one of the better teams in the league. And, you know, they weren't able to, you know, to come out of, you know, to overcome that deficit, you know, by the Chargers. So I think the Raiders, you know, are a little bit overrated in this spot here. Um, I think the the game plan that the, the Bears had last week, they'll be able to build off of that and, you know, use Justin Fields a little bit more, you know, in, in the running game, calling a little bit more design runs. He only had three rushing attempts, you know, last week. I think you might see a little bit more of that, given that their starter running back, David Montgomery's out for a little bit. Um, but I don't think that would be too much of a problem to overcome, seeing that they could use Justin Fields in the run game. Also, the backup, uh, Damian Williams, who was with the Chiefs uh, the last couple of years uh, when they made their Super Bowl run. Uh, last week, he averaged about 6.9 yards per carry. So he's a you know proven capable back you know to, to keep the running game moving like they needed to keep the defense you know, of the Raiders honest with that pass rush. But just speaking a little bit more about Fields, how much of an improvement um, he was last week, you know, the reports was out that Matt Nagy gave a play calling duties to Bill Lazor. And, you know, they designed a, a game plan uh, more tailor-made for Justin Fields' skill set. And he had a 74.7 QBR from that game. So I think that's just something from him, from here, from him to build on. And I think that he'll be able to take advantage of, you know, that Raiders defense once they able to get past the pass rush, they have some opportunities, you know, to, to, to take advantage of the secondary down the field like we've seen the Chargers was able to do with a couple a couple of their, uh, you know, uh, weapons down the field. So I, I grabbed the Bears, you know, plus five and a half. And, you know, I, I just think that's too big of a number for this Raiders team. So, um, so I, I, yeah, I like the Bears in this one. All right. So Smooth and I are on opposite sides in that game. Let's jump over to the Giants at the Cowboys. Cowboys are going to be laying seven points here uh, to the Giants. High total on this one, 52 and a half. Dan, you have an opinion on this one. How are you feeling about the Giants and Cowboys? I like the Giants team total here over 22 and a half points because Daniel Jones has been playing well, and that's with Jason Garrett, which I did not predict or anybody predicted at all this year. If you go back to last year, they, the Giants versus the Cowboys scored 23 and 34 points, 21 and 27 versus the Eagles, 20 and 23 versus Washington, and then they scored 29 points this year versus Washington. So this is a Giants team in division putting up points. I don't know if it's just Daniel Jones being more familiar with the opponents or vice versa. Now, here's a curveball for you, Sleepy. There's another bet I actually like. It's the Giants to score over two and a half touchdowns. So if the Giants want to win this game, I think everyone, including you two, agree that the Cowboys are probably going to move the ball here and are probably going to be putting up some points. So if the Giants even want to win this game, they're going to have to be putting up some points themselves. So if you play over 22 and a half points, you still need three touchdowns and a field goal to win that or two touchdowns and three field goals, which just seems like a lot to me, but it's the NFL. And when you play over two and a half touchdowns, you still get the three touchdown part of the three touchdowns, one field goal. And it's plus money. So it's plus one to at DraftKings. And these are both pretty correlated. So I like the Cowboys or my apologies. 
I like the Giants over 22 and a half points or the Giants over two and a half touchdowns plus 110 on DraftKings. All right. So you ripped and run there, Dan, and you gave out some some of your goofy bets there that have actually been doing really well. I don't even know if you have lost any of them yet. But what worries me about the Giants in this game is the health. Uh, Saquon's banged up. Slayton's banged up. Galladay's banged up. Shepard's banged up. Uh, they got offensive line guys that are banged up. So I don't know, you know, and I believe that, that the Cowboys defense, they're always looking for, you know, a particular game where they could show up and, and show out um, that they're not that same bad defense that they were, you know, uh, over the last couple of years. And then they go out and they make a, a, a bold decision today to go ahead and release um, Jalen Smith, which I think that that's important. I think that that kind of lets, uh, I kind of, I believe that, that that tells the team, that tells the defense, like we believe in the guys that are on the field right now um, to go out there and get the job done. And look, they played really well last week going in, um, you know, basically going into the fourth quarter against Carolina. But I felt like, you know, Dallas was kind of in, in a comfortable position where um, the defense could have let up a little bit. And maybe they, they, you know, they take that as a as a learning moment. I don't particularly like the game. I don't particularly like the total in this one. Uh, I believe the Cowboys are probably going to play um, more than likely their 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 best football uh, against the Giants. The Giants' defense hasn't been all that great. I would consider maybe using uh, the Cowboys as a teaser option for sure. Um, but Dan, I don't want to go and disagree with your picks here, but I do worry about the Giants' offense in this particular game. I think there might be some things um, going against them, but that's just me, you know, just you know having some caution. So uh, I will go ahead and say that. Let's jump over to the 49ers at the Cardinals. Smooth, you know the 49ers. Not too happy probably with them last week. Uh, Cardinals undefeated right now. They'll be laying five and a half points here at home. Total 49. Smooth, this is uh, your 49ers team, so I'm going to let you go ahead and talk about them. How are you feeling about 49ers going into Arizona this week? Yeah, this was a, a tough one for me to, you know, back the 49ers here, even though it seems like um, – a lot of people are. Uh, I'm not, though. Just for the simple fact with, um, you know, another another year, another, you know, a bunch of injuries for this team again, you know, seems to be, you know, the theme of this team. Um, also, the the quarterback carousel with, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance. Um, I think they're in a little bit of a dilemma to where they want Trey Lance to be ready to play, but he's not quite ready. And I think this team has really peaked with Jimmy Garoppolo under center um, after the Super Bowl run. I um, think defenses and, and opposing coordinators have figured, you know, figured out his strengths. And, you know, the 49ers have proven to, to win some games, but against teams like the Cardinals this year and other, you know, Super Bowl contending teams, um, I don't think that they have what it takes to measure up with Jimmy G at quarterback because he, uh, he limits, he either limits the offense by not being able to, you know, uh, you know, throw the ball consistently deep or, you know, his injuries or, you know, his his turn being turnover prone. Um, so it's it's hard for me to kind of find a way to back the 49ers here in this spot. But it's also pretty tough for me to back the Cardinals laying, you know, five and a half right now with, you know, being a, a big public play. So I think a good bet in this in this matchup would be the the Cardinals, you know, team points over 27 and a half right now, uh, minus 108 on, on, at FanDuel. Um, every game so far this year, they scored 30 or more, uh, playing against some pretty good teams and coming off a win that they had last week against the Rams. Um, I think that was, 
you know, the most impressive win of the season so far. And, you know, this team just looks like they're clicking on all cylinders, offense and defense. But just, you know, another year for Kyler Murray. I think it's his third right now. He just gets better and better. Um, you know, he can beat you, you know, any way he chooses. Um, you know, throwing the ball deep, short, intermediate, or using his legs to keep plays alive and scramble downfield or just – take off for a, a big game, a big game down the field. And he doesn't take any type of uh big hits or anything like that. So, and he's also the type of quarterback that the 49ers defense struggles against, you know, um, even when they are healthy and they're banged up right now in the secondary. So um, I would, that would be my uh, play to that. I would lean towards with the uh, Cardinals, you know, to, uh, team points over 27 at FanDuel. I don't see the 49ers winning this game, not with Lance, you know, his first game. They're banged up in the backfield still. Uh, Brandon Ayuk still hasn't surfaced yet. I don't know how San Fran goes on the road against the Cardinals. And, you know, as far as a letdown, I believe there are letdown situations for specific teams. But when you're the only undefeated team in the league and you have a team in front of you that you technically should beat at your home, um, that just gives you more motivation to to win because where does that put the Cardinals, you know, when the, when the playoff time comes around? We know how hard this division is. Uh, getting wins in this division is not going to be easy. But, look, they could be sitting with a first-round bye if they could just keep knocking out win after win after win, you know, team after team that they should be beating. Uh, this Cardinals team is pretty good. I think that they've shown that. You know, to go on the road against the Rams, who were favored in that game by four and a half, you know, to go out there and beat them by 17 in their building – um, maybe we don't know how good the Cardinals are. A lot of people were downplaying how good AJ Green has been. Uh, he's been a big part of that offense too. I think if if you know if the Cardinals could go ahead and get their running game situated with their running backs, like where they find like that one guy that could just consistently produce, this offense is going to be very, very, very hard to go ahead and stop. Uh, I don't see how the how the, how the 49ers stay within the number here. Uh, more than likely, it would probably take a bad beat backdoor cover you know, where the Cardinals are, are you know, probably in control um, throughout this game. I think a good teaser play uh, for this game actually would be maybe teasing the Cardinals with the Cowboys or maybe even teasing the Cardinals um, with the Raiders. That might be uh, something that you want to do there with Arizona. As far as the total is concerned, uh, if any side of the football comes down here smooth, it might be the defensive side for Arizona. Um, the fact that they've been going out there, they've been playing – I mean, they've been playing really well, but they don't have that uh, – you know, it's not like they're holding teams to, you know, one score games or something like that. So maybe they let up against San Francisco here a little bit. Maybe it does, you know, maybe that total sneaks over. I'm not sure. Maybe San Fran sneaks in the back door. But I think Arizona in a teaser might be the way to go. Uh, but that'll wrap the pod, guys. Not bad, not bad. 25-minute podcast. Uh, we went through, we covered our seven games. We gave out what we thought was pretty good. Uh, it seemed like we had a lot of teaser stuff in here. Uh, Smooth went ahead. Uh, he likes the Bears. Dan went ahead. He likes uh, he likes all kinds of crazy picks. So you guys got to reverse back. Dan, what do you like with that Giants game again? Giants team total over twenty two and a half points. Or if you want to get nice and spicy, throw a curveball bet. Giants over two and a half touchdowns. Anything plus money. It's currently plus one ten on DraftKings. All right, good stuff there. Thanks, Dan, for uh, clearing that up for us. And then I gave you guys what I have. You know, a bunch of teaser leans there and stuff like that. But. That'll wrap up NFL week number five for Dan Smooth and myself. You guys know where to find us on Twitter at SleepyJ underscore pregame, at Dan Rivera 228, and at Smooth underscore 702. And you guys could always find us on the best sports betting information site on the web, 
pregame.com. With that said, I'd like to wish you guys all the best of luck for NFL week number five. Enjoy the games. <laughs>